Hey, Dennis O'Brien back again on Let's Talk About It with Matt Rupar, Susan Johnson, yeah. and our very special guest today is... Jim Rivers, our oh, account Oh, come manager. on. I was going to say that. You, oh, you took away my line. <laughs> I'm going to hit. <laughs> all right. All right. Is he there? No, not yet. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, Jim Rivers is, is going to be on with us real soon. He'll be here with us real soon, and uh, we'll be talking about Wyndham, Connecticut. Okay. My favorite topic. Yes, okay. yeah, my favorite topic as well, Dennis, and uh, we're very happy that we have our town manager here to uh, update us and have a happy new year, uh, 2024 update on everything that happened in 2023 and what he plans to do in 2024. So I have to say uh, to you, Jim, thank you so much for doing the show and welcome to Let's Talk About It. Well, ha ha happy new year, I guess. <laughs> and uh, thanks for having me, as usual. I love being on your show. Uh, thank you so much. Yeah, so uh, we're really pleased, and I know that so many great projects and things that you're doing. Give us a little recap on some of the things that have been going on uh, in town. Uh, update us and see how things are going on. Well, it was another big transition year for Wyndham. A lot of things that people can see. Uh, on the surface, and a lot of things that people couldn't see going on, especially in the financial condition of the town, which really moved forward this year. Uh, a lot, of, again, of that boring finance stuff that, that I like, but most people think it's kind of, uh, kind of silly, but it does make a difference because you can't have a, a good town, a strong town, uh, good services, quality life without that that base and that foundation of a good financial condition and we really put ourselves in a, in a good in good shape this year uh but certainly the projects you know you see a lot of different uh uh in economic development type projects you see a lot of municipal projects uh going on you saw uh the holiday season we had uh, seasonal uh you know happy holidays lights every everywhere uh, thanks to some great volunteers in I, our community. Let me interrupt you there. They were absolutely beautiful. What amazing work. And I I just love driving by that area and seeing those fabulous, that whole lighting situation. And uh, I love to see, I like the idea that they put the uh, uh, lights around the spools on the bridge. I mean, wow, what amazing work. Yes, it was a multi-year uh, effort. Uh, and I think, uh, you know, they had raised a lot of money the last couple of years and it, they, they were telling me a few years ago that, Hey, we're going to, we're going to really do it upright. And they, they weren't kidding. And then of course, public works helped them out. And, uh, you could see the big Christmas tree on the, on the, uh, Jilson stage and, uh, the uh, Shabu stage. And, uh, they put that up and that was a surprise to me. I didn't know they were going to do that. And, that looked great. So, I mean, that just kind of capped off the year, which was another great year. It was our first full year of the community center, recreation center. And uh, what a year that was. We really saw a lot of growth in membership and participation there. There's not many days you go in there and it's not bustling with activity in the front side of the building where the seniors are or the back end where the recreation area is. A lot of basketball, a lot of people in the pool. Um, couldn't be happier to see everybody, you know, you know, you build something like that, and, and it took us, as you all know, we've talked about it many times, it took many, many years, decades, to pull that off uh, with a grant that, that you, I think, uh, 
got us years ago, uh, Susan, but it took so many years just to, to get something passed. And, of course, building it is uh, these days is quite the challenge. I mean, we had our, our hands full. Uh, some of the some of the parts and pieces we needed to put the building together were on back order, especially like the glass and the big doors. Um, that was towards the end we finally got that in and opened on pretty much on schedule and on budget. Uh, with all this COVID and inflation and shortages uh, uh, around, uh, you know, the building material. So, again, was, it was a, a full year of that. I think that was a highlight of my year in 2023 was to, to see that really grow and um, become a success. Because, you know, you build something like that, it was 15 or so million dollars, and you don't know. You don't know if people are going to come and have they're going to, stick with it are they going to come check it out and then not come back but we just keep seeing enrollment you know growing there uh, it's been about a year and a half we've been open there so that was uh I, I consider that one of my favorite things to to see and to talk about um we had many events there uh over the, the past year too because it's such a great facility um, but a lot of progress on the development side of things you see uh finally the uh the murray building was finished and there's tenants in there now, and that's been a, a something, again, 15 years in the works. I know you, uh, Susan, were behind that as well. Yeah. Uh, getting, the, getting the money for that. Uh, Mr. Kelly, uh, you know, starting and stopping here on us. I'm not happy about that, but uh, quite a bit of money was put into the, the foster building uh, this year, and we hope that next year or the, or the year we're in now, 2024, we're going to see more progress there. Uh, North Wyndham, a lot of projects going on there. The car wash, they cleared the lot, the new car wash, and then there's going to be a new uh, gas station and country store kind of next to the Masonic Lodge there, that four-acre lot. Um, that'll crank up here as we get in it, but they you know, they got approved in 2023. It's a, all these things take multiple, many years, you know, and, and if, you, if you're lucky, it's, it's three or four years. Sometimes it takes 15 or 20, as we can see with some of the projects we, we finally finished, but... Uh, even these the smaller projects that are private development uh, chain stores who can put a store up really quickly, but it takes a long time to, to make the acquisition, to make the plans, uh, and uh, even for them it's a, it's a few years to see something happen. So, uh, But we're really seeing, you know, you drive through town, and, and you know, we've all been coming to, you know, Wyndham or Willimantic if you live there. I haven't lived there, but I've been coming all my life. And to drive from North Wyndham, and to drive through that town, I get people all the time that tell me, oh, my God, it looks so much different. That's unbelievable what's happening over there. You know, we're in it every day, but just think about what it looked like even five or ten years ago. It is much, much different all the way. You know, we had empty Bowen Alley, empty Sears store. Uh, just, you know, I could go right through, right, from North Wyndham right to the west side. Um, and there's so much, uh, so much change there. But 2023, again, another year where we – propelled ourselves uh, on that, on the economic development side. And then, of course, financially, we upgraded our bond rating, which there were only three towns in Connecticut that had an upgrade. But the other two towns were so low that they had nowhere to go but up. And we were already a, uh, double A minus. We went to double A. And it's very hard when you get up in the, that AA range to move up in this, you know, in the state of Connecticut, in the, in the times that we're in. And we pulled it off with very good rainy day fund or reserves, uh, also pushing the near the 20% range right now, um, and just run running the town right. And uh, to come from 
where we were to where we are in, in these, you know, with all this adversity, COVID and the inflation and, you know, then we have interest rates and, you know, one, one thing after another. Um, we, uh, it's, it's quite miraculous if I don't say so myself. Well, I have to say thank you so much for your good work. And I have to also, uh, credit, uh, the staff, the council, uh, of course my partner, uh, uh, my partner here and the his co-host, Dennis O'Brien, who's worked hard on different aspects of the town, but also my Senate partner, uh, Senator Flexer, uh, and uh, working with the executive branch, all of us cooperating and working together has brought us more resources from the state and making sure that the state always watches everything everybody does. And so uh, the good work that you've done has just shown that the state has faith and confidence in how, you, how everybody's running the town of Wyndham now. Yeah, that's true. I'm here. Uh, you wouldn't think I wasn't here. You guys are doing all the talking, but uh, that's that's rare when I'm in the room. But uh, yeah, I, I I wholeheartedly agree. I don't think, having been involved in local local politics and government for over 40 years, in various capacities, I have to say I have never ever seen, in all the years I've been involved, the kind of uh, cooperation among individuals and agencies and all the elements of the town working together uh, in a nonpartisan fashion, you know, in a very, very cooperative fashion to, to make this town all that it can be. And it's very, very uh, uplifting to me to see that. And and last year was no exception with uh, some of the things that you mentioned, Jim, that have carried over from uh, my days on the council. <coughs> and, um, you know, but, but I we had a show last week where we talked about uh, – Susan and I talked about 2023 and the highlights, and of course, for me, the highlight of 2023 was one that you didn't mention. I listened to your show, by the way, when you were on um, with with Wayno re very recently, and and one thing that you did not mention, but I I mentioned as my highlight of the year was guess what, the election, uh, because you know I'm I've been very involved in elections for 40 years in this town of all types, every year there's an election. You know, people say it's an election year. I said, well, every year is an election year. But last fall, uh, November 7th, we had a local election. And as you know, it's very important to have the right people uh, seated on the town council, board of finance, board of education. And one thing you did mention in your show with Wayno is you mentioned how how uh, you, you have, we have excellent people on the town council, the board of finance, and the board of education. You mentioned them too, and you know it's unusual in some of the towns that I've represented over the years. There's been like five of them for uh, town hall and the education department to be getting along as well as we are in this town, and that is so good, and that is such a good thing for the people of Wyndham. You know, Dennis uh, and Susan, you both mentioned this. Uh, it, it isn't an individual. It isn't. It isn't one political entity or another. It it takes to to get as much done as we've gotten done in such a short amount of time, uh, with the adversity and challenges, especially our town has. You got to have a team. I mean, it's it's and it's got to be everybody firing on, uh, you know, all cylinders firing here and pulling in the same same direction. So. I think you, you just mentioned something, and a lot of people may not know this, but, you know, I regularly and my team communicate with the Board of Education, the superintendent, the Board of Education uh, uh, staff. Um, so, you know, we're always communicating, 
And I guess that always wasn't the case. And, and the same thing with Eastern Connecticut State University, which, of course, is the biggest employer. And, they, you know, they have all this property in town. And, they're, you know, they're certainly a, a, a driver of our uh, economy, big driver. Uh, we communicate with them on a regular basis, too, and partner with them where, where it makes sense. And, and that is a big factor as well that I guess from, you know, have a history lesson here in Wyndham, uh, there was times when they weren't talking to each other at all. Like they hated each other and they were saying bad things about each other. And, and that is completely different now. And, uh, again, you get results when you work together. Uh, you go nowhere when you uh, are fighting and not talking to each other. But it, it works all the way through. I mean, I've known May for many years. Um, Susan, you've been fantastic. Thank you. Um, and, and, again, the mayor, Mayor DeVivo, uh, he has been a leader. And, uh, you know, one of the first things he said to me when I came to Wyndham, you know, uh, we need to invest in our community, and that's not what we've been doing. And, uh, and he was right. And we, we, I focused on that, and we have been investing. And, of course, his role is to make sure we, you know, we have the support of the, uh, of course, the leadership, the, the council, the Board of Finance, Board of Education. But really, uh, he's the mayor. He's, he's leading the people, too, and he's got to get people to vote. So you mentioned something, Dennis, that I want to touch on, which I didn't touch on. You know, I like looking at statistics, and I looking at, like looking at numbers. And one thing that was that stood out to me in this last election, it was a very well uh, – the turnout was very well, very good for a municipal election when you really didn't have – a lot of controversy. Taxes have been kind of low and down. I mean, it wasn't wasn't any reason to come out and and put the hate on the uh, elected uh, people. You know, it was it was the opposite. I think I think you had a good turnout because people are proud of the town and they want to come out and support it. And you could see that in the election results. Um, there was uh, a, you know a pretty good turnout, and and again, a lot of the incumbents won by a large margin. That's reflective of people being pretty happy with what's going on. And we've also passed budgets by good margins the last couple of years. And last year we had a little tax increase. The year before was a big tax decrease. And I think that you, you could see it in the numbers. I'm a numbers guy. I like to see trends. I like to see the stats. And they are really strong right now uh, on, the, on that political side of thing, which is, a, which is a, a referendum all the time on how we're doing. So that good note there, Dennis. Good catch. That was a good catch, and I, I just wanted to mention, because as we say that, you know, uh, we, we have a—people have just received their reval, uh, and, and people's property values have increased primarily because we have done so much here, I think, in terms of renovating so many buildings and moving things forward and expanding our tax base. And I just wanted to have you share the— uh, the, what happens when the uh, value of your property goes up, as a general rule, the mill rate goes down, and I think people sometimes uh, get that confused. If you wanted to chat about that for a minute, absolutely. I, I forgot to mention that as, as probably another big accomplishment uh, for uh, 2023, as we did have the, our five-year revaluation. And just to go back in time, last five-year revaluation. Uh, single-family property was pretty much flat with the prior revaluation. That's not a good sign. That's not a good thing for your town. And uh, so this time, complete opposite, we ended up with uh, probably the highest overall uh, increase in property values of any town in Connecticut. We can't find another town that has had in, in any recent history uh, a 60% increase on average 
That's what the average looks like on all property types. Now, there's different types of property. There's single families. There's multifamilies. There's commercial. Um, there's uh, uh, personal property. So uh, what gets what gets uh, reevaluated every five years is the real estate part of that. So uh, this time around, the single families are running around that average, around that 60% average. The multifamilies are running above that. Uh, and then the uh, commercial was running a little lower than that. So what happens during reval, and we, like you had mentioned, we are going to adjust the, the mill rate to reflect the increase in property value. So we'll adjust it down, all things being equal, on average, there shouldn't be a tax increase, right? If we don't increase expenditures, and on average, that 60% number, if your, your property value on your house or your multifamily is at 60% higher than it was before, all things considered, it should be about the same tax bill. Now, there are winners and losers every time there's revaluation. That's what it's all about. It's to recalibrate what your value is relative to your neighbors or different types of property. And so some, probably about half the people are going to see a, maybe an increase, and the other half are going to see a decrease. And if you're around that mean, it isn't going to change a lot. Some people may see a big shift. Maybe it may go down a lot. It may go up a lot. But overall, on average, you should, shouldn't see much of an increase in taxes. Just to, so people understand, my budget that I'm already preparing for the general government, I'm not seeing a whole big increase in, in the budget right now. We do have some wages, of course. The last few years, we've had to increase wages. Uh, it's very competitive out there. The Board of Education is kind of in the same boat. But we also have very strong grants again this year. We have strong interest income because the cash that we have in the bank, we get income from that. So that can help offset other expenditures. And, and overall, it doesn't look too bad. So, again, I think we're going to have a pretty good year, and we're going to see a big mill, mill rate drop, which is another thing that we really have been looking forward to for many, many years. Our mill rate has been very high for so long. Now we're going to see that mill rate really, really drop. So I couldn't be happier about that. And property values going up is not a bad thing. It's good for everybody. It's good because it shows that people want to come to our town. They want to invest in our town, and that's why they're willing to pay more for the property. Great. Thank you so much for that great explanation. That was excellent. Oh, Susan's looking to me now to say something. I, I, uh, I hadn't finished with our first topic. I wanted to say this. Um, we talked about how we've had a, a buy-in, I think, uh, uh, about what we're doing uh, with, with, with the construction projects and all the new things that we're doing here in town from uh, the citizenry, and that's true. But it still requires leadership. And and they're you know the leadership of the town is working together now instead of you know the board of education and the uh, superintendent uh, not getting along with town hall with the board of finance not getting along with the board of ed. I mean we've had some outstanding leaders leading our agencies and our our town hall staff in in, in the person of you, and 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 that's another reason why we're able to get all this stuff done. You mentioned how sometimes it takes 15, 20 years to do a project once it's envisioned. Well, I mean, there are things coming up now still that haven't been done yet that are now are now getting coming to the forefront. And one of the, one of the new, uh, projects that uh, Susan and I started working on uh, 
uh, in a way and, and not getting it done because there wasn't enough support from uh, basically from town hall, to be honest, uh, is, is the third floor renovation. That is something that I, I noticed uh, not long after I became judge of probate. I read some articles by Tom Beardsley about uh, the history of the building. And I, I realized that uh, not long uh, before uh, we came to town in 1974, the uh, Superior Court for Wyndham County was upstairs on the third floor. That was the county courthouse. And it says right on the front of the building, uh, Wyndham County Courthouse. And, and uh, you know, that was something that uh, my dream was to make that a, uh, a regional courthouse for the probate court. And, and for the children's court, which I was the, the uh, initial uh, chief judge of, and, and uh, John McGrath now is, is uh, the chief judge, the administrative judge of that court. And uh, I just thought it would be wonderful to take that wonderful space that was at one time a beautiful, it's still beautiful actually, and it has so much potential, and, and turn it into a, a special uh, probate court for the whole region uh, for children and also for the local probate court. And, and that uh, now is, uh, is back on the table again, and I'm delighted, and I hope I'm around long enough to see it come to fruition. I, I intend to be, and, and it's, 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 if there's anything I can do, and I know anything Susan can do to move that along, we are, we are w willing and I think able. And uh, but now that we have all the support from so many people in the community, including yourself and uh, and the the, uh, the mayor and the town council and the chair of the board of finance, and uh, and also I assume the board of education. So I think that's uh, that's marvelous. And in today's chronicle, which you may have not seen yet, uh, Jim, uh, there's a big article about the uh, the Nosnik property. That now that that property was purchased. I think it was before I became judge of probate. It's been more than 20 years, and we paid up upwards of 300 grand for that property, and it's been sitting there all this time because people could not agree uh, that anything should be done with it or, or what should be done. And now uh, uh, you and, and the council have impaneled a, commi a committee to work on that project, and they're coming in with a report. And I don't know what's, what the re end result is going to be, but it's so great to see people working together to try to uh, pick up on some of these things that have been, you know, been on the uh, on the back burner for for several years. Just like the, just like the we did with the uh, community center, just like we did with the renovation of the uh, high school, just like we did with the downtown uh, stage, and just like we did with the downtown parking garage. Now, uh, you know, we're a town on the move, and and the the momentum started. Uh, a little bit before you came, uh, but but you picked it up as as our town uh, leader on a day-to-day -day basis and kept it going. And uh, you know what? Uh, two years since I've been on the town council, it's still going. And that is so wonderful, and I'm so proud to be uh, here in, in, in my adopted uh, town of Wyndham. And and it, you know it's it's just it's just so great to be here. The, the Christmas lights you mentioned, the parades, uh, uh, it's all wonderful. And this town is really uh, most people here just love it. And and that's because we're, we're we're all working together. So you you touched on some of the new things. So we're kind of getting to the second half of your uh, program here. We're getting into 2024. But you're, Dennis, you're absolutely right. The uh, the third floor we approved a. Uh, 
about three million dollars to renovate that. And I got people say, "Oh, we should we should build a new town hall. Or we should do this. We should do that. Do that." And I'm like, "Over my dead body, we're gonna that town hall is is one of the most awesome resources and assets that we have in this community, and we're not gonna tear it down. We're gonna fix it." So thank you very much. <laughs> Much appreciated. I'm glad you, uh, you know, it's wonderful to hear you say that because it is historic. It's beautiful. It's an amazing, uh, amazing piece of architecture. It's it's just, it's great. So, and to hear you say how much appreciation you have is, is uh, appreciative for me as well. Yeah. You know, in the other, yeah. Go, go ahead. ahead. No, please. Uh, so, so Dennis uh, mentioned the Nosnik property as well. Uh, again, that's another thing, you know, we, what I try to tell everybody is there's an order here to do things, right? And the priority for us when, when I first came into the town uh, six and a half years ago was really to get the base back in place. And that was really trying to sell the town to people to invest in our community. It was to try to get the infrastructure back on track, try to get the finances on track. And now that we have those things really taken care of, we need to start focusing on some of these other projects that, maybe got pushed aside over the years for one reason or another. The Nosnik property is a good example of that. That property has a lot of potential. It's a very nice piece of property. I've been on it many times myself. And the, uh, the council uh, decided to put a committee together, and the committee is about to report. But we also put $100,000 aside in the ARPA money, the uh, American Rescue Act uh, funds, and we – uh, are going to spend that money before the end of 2024. So, again, part of the uh, the program that was is being presented by the committee. Uh, there's there's a, some plans, and that costs money, of course, to have professionals prepare plans. We prepared plans in the past for that property. So this is the uh, sort of an upgrade from the plans that were pre- that presented in the past, I believe. And then we'll see what the council wants to do after the committee reports. But we have. Now a set of plans that we can go seek grants with. So that's my objective is that we're probably only $100,000. We're paying for the plans. We're going to pay probably for a better entrance, a safer entrance onto the state road there. And then we're going to seek more grants because we we love grants, and that's how we've gotten a lot of our projects done in recent years was uh, a uh, partnership with maybe the state uh, or other grant sources and that is how you get things done, is that you partner with, with people with money. So and the state has lots of money, federal government has lots of money, and we want it in Wyndham. And Susan, you have been right there bringing home the bacon, and that's how we've gotten a lot of this stuff done without raising taxes. And Thank that's you. what I keep telling people, is you, you can put it together if you're patient, if you're smart, if you, uh, if you wait out the, the financial markets, we've gotten some interest rates – we bonded most of these recent projects at 1.86% interest for 25 years. That is a miracle. It adds to all the other good things that have happened. But that has also kept our taxes. We've absorbed all this additional debt without raising taxes. And well, that was not something I expected. I thought we'd see a little bump in taxation. Uh, but that was, with the grants, has enabled us to do these things without burdening the taxpayers. So, again, more to come. The third floor is coming. Nosnik, we'll see. We'll try to get some grants, do some good things out there. But uh, ARPA funds, we've got to finish spending those by the end of this year. It's quite challenging to do that with, again, supply chain issues still a little bit troubling. 
and also prices are so much higher that we're not getting what we used to get for our money. So we've got our, we got a lot of challenges this year, but by the end of 2024, I'll tell you what, there's going to be some significant improvements to our parks, and, uh, and we could talk about that uh, a little later if you'd like. Yeah, I think it's time uh, Matt Rupar has given us the signal about five or six minutes ago, and you noted it yourself, <laughs> that it's time for a break. So we're going to take a break. We're going to come back and talk about 2024 and uh, – you mentioned ARPA, one of my uh, one of my favorite topics. So uh, we'll get right back to it. And I'm really pleased with uh, with what the town meeting did uh, in dividing up the ARPA money. I think I think it was a great uh, great package uh, they put together. And uh, you know I'm I'm I want to hear what you have to say about it. Fantastic, Jim. We'll be right back. Okay, you're on break. Yeah, we're on break, so we're still being recorded, I believe, yes. and uh, so we can. This will go on our cable access show afterwards, or so we put this on cable access, and, and I also have it blasted on uh, my website at susan.johnson at cga.ct.gov, and also it's on YouTube, uh, so you can go on YouTube, you can go on WILI's website, uh, so the show is available podcasts on the websites we're available to make sure people get the local news because this is one of the reasons Dennis and I do this show is to make sure people get the details of what's going on locally right Dennis yeah I think it helps I think there's uh, you know John Murphy's doing a show that's very similar to ours on Wednesdays very positive show there's you know there's so much so many positive things to talk about and, 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 you know, things are, things are happening here. Things are going well. And, uh, you know, if, if, if we can, we'd like to help stimulate that through the, through the shows, uh, through pointing out uh, all the things that are happening. And, uh, you know, lots of folks are volunteering. And that includes, you know, a lot of folks that are, you know, have to run for office to become office holders on the town council, the board of finance, board of education, and other other boards, uh, zoning commission. Uh, well, they don't they don't run for office, but anyway, uh, yeah, uh, I, I I you know I just think that uh, the shows are are, are are a good means of getting the word out. And Jim, you've been doing a, a show with Wayno uh, every uh, once a month, is it? Yeah, Dennis, uh, we, we do it the first Tuesday at 7 o'clock, first Tuesday of every month. And uh, it's, it's actually sponsored by uh, Prime Materials, a local yes. business. And they, they pay for that. They pay for me to come on and for an hour with Wayno and, and give the updates. Yeah, it's become a, a trend now. I guess the town manager up in Mansfield is doing a show. Mr. Aylesworth is doing a show on Fridays, I believe, and it's sponsored by a, a realtor from uh, Mansfield. So that that's a good thing. I mean, that's a good thing. I mean, this is all this is all about democracy, and and and, and democracy isn't just going to the polls and voting. It's uh, it's supporting uh, government when government deserves support, as I think our local government does in in, in a big way. And I think it's happened. I think it's happened, and I think uh, the construction projects have really uh, led the way. I think that, uh, you know, I, I talk to people uh, from other towns. I'm still active in other towns uh, professionally. And I hear people from, uh, say, Andover who come over here and are playing pickle. They're members of our community center, and they're playing pickleball at our community center. So, uh, you know, there's... Uh, 
I, I think the member, the, the, I'm really pleased by the, the, the member uh, figures. I don't know what the exact figures are now, but uh, last time I heard it, it was very impressive in terms of the number of members we have. Yeah, we, we're up to thousands of people now that have, you know, they don't all come in any, any month, but not at the same month, time. It wouldn't, <laughs> that would be but tough. It's, but it's, it's thousands have registered at one time in the last year and a half. Yeah. And again, you said pickleball, you know, that's a, that's a, uh, uh, you know, the latest and greatest, the outdoor pickleball uh, courts that we converted some old tennis courts over there to Shasuket Park. That's pretty busy. Uh, and then, of course, the indoor uh, activities at, in the gymnasium are, uh, are, are overbooked most, uh, most times that we have scheduled. So, uh, again, big success, of course. And we, we saw the writing on the wall a number of years ago on that pickleball. Uh, Joe Gardner, our engineer at the time, he was going to refinish the tennis courts. He says, yeah, we should, we should do pickleball um, because that's what everybody's doing. And I said, go for it, Joe, and he, he took care of it. Yeah, we had a private citizen come in who lives in Wyndham, whose mother was a teacher, a guy named Mark Phelps. He came in front of the council. I think it was around it was it was around the time you started, or a little bit before. And he started talking about pickleball. And I looked it up on the uh, internet, and I saw that it was invented by a guy whose dog's name was Pickles, and that's how it got the name pickleball. That may be a myth. But that's what it said on Wikipedia, you know, and, yeah, 10 seconds. you know, if it's not true, you know, it's everything on Wikipedia is true. You got to believe it. We're kind of we're going to be coming back on the air now. Matt Rupar has given us the word that yeah, we'll be three, back on the air in about three seconds. Two, one. Hey, welcome back, everyone. This is Susan Johnson. I'm here with my very wonderful host, Dennis O'Brien, in this 2024 uh, show, uh, and our very special guest, uh, Jim Rivers, the town manager for the town of Wyndham. Uh, so, well, we're back on the air here, Jim, and we were just talking about so many great things that you've been doing and some of the, ep the visions that you have now for 2024, uh, continuing the expansion and the development of that's going on all throughout the town of Wyndham. So I'm really thrilled to, to listen to all the things that you're doing and how well the town is, is being managed and how we're all getting on together so well. Yeah, when we left the air, uh, Jim, uh, we were talking about ARPA. Could you talk about the ARPA package? Sure. You know, so before I get into some of the specific projects, where they're, like you had mentioned, Dennis, they're wonderful projects. I mean, they're, we, we could the council put together... A, Terrific, diverse package. Uh, but, you know, one of the things we realized a few years back was, you know, we had leaned the staff down in Wyndham. You know, I, I, you, people hear me say this all the time. We kind of cut our way to prosperity. They had gutted the staff. I mean, we had one of everything. We had one engineer, one building official, one of this, one of that. Just the bare minimum. Well, you're not going to do any projects. And you're not going to take advantage of grants if you don't have anybody writing the grants. So we had, you know, one of the first ads we put on about five or six years ago was a, a grant administrator, and boy, that has paid some dividends, the amount of uh, production coming out of that uh, area. But once you do that down the pipeline, you start pulling these grants in, which we've done a, a terrific job with, you've got to execute. And then all, all of a sudden, here comes the uh, the, the COVID, post-COVID grant, the big one, $7 million for us. Well, that's all projects. And if you want to get the most for your money, you've got to have a staff that can manage those projects without having to hire outside professionals to manage these projects for you, which, I mean, they, 
They really take advantage of the government, believe me. So we brought in, we have a new engineer that replaced Joe Gardner, and Joe was a very productive guy himself. Uh, Brian now is our new engineer, but we also hired a new assistant town engineer, Tyler, and they are really starting to hit it hard on these ARPA projects. Now we're getting down near the end because we got to we got to commit the money by the end of 2024. Now we have most all of these things these things I'm going to mention have been in the works for a couple of years, and hopefully we're going to get them all committed by the end of the year. I think we will, and some of them may not be completed by the end of the year. So as an example, we split the money up in, in different categories. Uh, emergency services, we put quite a bit of money there, probably a million and a half dollars or so. The Wyndham Fire Department's got some money. The Wilmanic Fire Department's got some money. Police Department got some money. Particularly, we added two ambulances to. So we had some really tired ambulances in part because COVID really wore on those ambulances. Uh, we had to bleach the ambulance every time it came back from uh, you know, from a, a call because everybody was, was having COVID. So um, anyhow, we, uh, we had those ambulances on order for two years, and they still not even begun to build them. That's the kind of challenges we're experiencing even to this day uh, with supply chain. So let's go more locally here. Probably about half the money we uh, authorized, or the council authorized and the people approved, uh, to be spent on our parks. And, again, we didn't, you know, upgrade lights and fix things like we should have in the parks because, again, we were trying to cut our way to prosperity. And the parks always ended up with, you know, that would be cut first, right? It was it was recreation. Why do we need that, right? Well, in our town, as you know, Dennis, and because I, I know you're a big ball player and a, and a coach, uh, people in Wyndham love their parks. I mean, we you go out on a hot Sunday, a summer night, any day of the week, and our parks are, are humming. And uh, so we had to, you know, we had to upgrade some things. So one of the big upgrades we're going to make across the across the probably three or four of the parks, four parks, I think, Lauder Recreation, uh, Chautauqua, and, and the uh, Little League fields, Dennis, dear to your heart, uh, is we're going to add some lights there. Now, there haven't been lights there yet, uh, and as you know, I played Little League, and you did, Dennis, uh, uh, and you coached the Little League. It, uh, you have to cut the game off pretty You know, usually they never make it to the end of the game because the, you know, the lights go out, right? It gets dark. So having some lighting there at uh, Legion Field is really going to help the kids uh, be able to play uh, the full games in the summer or, or in the uh, in the spring and the summer. So that's a big project we're looking forward to. Underway, uh, we're going to rehead all the lights at uh, the recreation park, which is going to save the town a lot of money. You know, a lot of the projects, people ask me, oh, you're – the taxes aren't going up because you're using the ARPA money to, to, to pay things. I'm, I'm like, that has nothing to do with it. We, are, we cannot use ARPA money for operational expenses. Now, what we can do is buy things that in the future we may end up having to pay for, like two ambulances. If we didn't buy those ambulances with ARPA money in the future, guess what? The taxpayers would be paying for those ambulances. In the, in the lights at the recreation park, we're going to cut that light bill in half. When we put new LED heads on all those lights, it's quite expensive. It's going to be a couple hundred thousand dollars to light that big field up with new lights. So anyway, the ARPA money is going to really help us, uh, you know, be more efficient. We're going to light things up that weren't lighted up before, like the Jilson Park. More lights are going to go over there. They're going to be a little smaller and more subtle. But if you've ever been to a show there at night, 
when the show ends, uh, there aren't really any lights around the backside of the uh, of the field there. So we're going to put up very decorative, uh, just like down downtown uh, Main Street lights around the field on the sidewalks, and on the inside of those lights are going to be small LED heads that we can turn on at the end of a performance and light the field up for safety and to clean up the field. So that's what we're planning to do at the Jilson Park. We're also planning to put restrooms in because I'm pretty much tired of paying for Porta Porta Johns or looking at Porta Johns. So we're trying to put in some new, more more attractive, permanent restrooms uh, in the uh, the Jilson Field there. Uh, unfortunately, we bid them out, and they were the bids came in way higher than we expected because inflation is really taking hold. So we're readjusting our plans on that. We might do more of the work ourselves. We might have to do some prefabrication uh, restrooms or something, which can be very attractive as well. Uh, but we are working hard on these ARPA projects. My favorite ARPA project, which will save towards the end here, is at Lauder Park. We have a beautiful splash park. And I realized a couple of summers ago when it wasn't functioning right, so I see what's going on. Hey, wait a minute. I'm getting complaints. The, the, the splash park isn't working. How much those kids uh, and how many kids use that splash park? We had to go down there because the, the control unit wasn't functioning properly. We had to push the button every couple of minutes because it wouldn't stay on. Well, guess what happens when the water stops? The kids would start screaming and yelling. So we had somebody sitting there for weeks pushing the button every couple of minutes. And I did it myself a little while. And I said, this splash park is really a big hit in this town. And I started talking to some people, and we talked about this earlier in the show. There was actually a plan to make that splash park bigger, but they ran out of money or lost the conviction or whatever. Well, we put aside, uh, I think it's 700000 for Lauder Park to expand the splash park and other amenities that go with that. Like the restrooms are kind of kind of old and beaten up over there, and, you know, you go into the splash park, you might want to, you know, uh, get cleaned up afterwards, you know, the... Uh, uh, the chemicals in the in the splash park, or whatever. So we're gonna we're gonna renovate the restrooms and we're gonna expand the splash park. And I have been instructing my engineer engineering team. I want slides. I want some nice water slides for the kids over there. And we're gonna improve some of the features on the splash park. And we're gonna do it ourselves. We're gonna contract that out because again we put it out there at. Uh, for a professional duel, you only got one bid. The bid was $700,000 just to pretty much take down what was there and replace it, which is not what I wanted and not what I think we would be good value because what we have there is still in pretty good shape. We just have to make some upgrades. So we're going to upgrade it, we're going to expand it, and we're going to fix the bathrooms up. That's my favorite project. I can't wait. We should see that under construction this year. And I think uh, everybody's going to be pretty happy. The kids are going to be very happy about that. Yes, so they are. are <laughs> those are our projects in a nutshell. That's great. I know the little well, ones also... love that splash park. And, uh, you know, it's just a, it's a great spot right there, uh, a lot of park, uh, all the great things. You've got the, the gardens. Uh, you've got the uh, skate park. You've got a uh, little uh, what is it, soccer field over there. Uh, you've got so many things going on there. And it's, it's a great place uh, for for people here in town to be able to go and do recreation and gardening and all kinds of great things. So that's a great idea there. 
Yeah, one innovative project you forgot to mention or you didn't mention, Jim, was the project where we gave some uh, grants and loans out to local businesses, small small amounts of money that really helped them a lot. And there was a, that was the brainchild, I believe, of Jim Bolano. And that worked out really well, as far as I know. Yeah, uh, that was yeah, that was a couple of years ago. We, that was the first thing we did, Dennis. That's right. I'm glad, you, glad you brought that up. But we took a million dollars, and one of the things we realized during COVID, the federal government, and state, state were giving a lot of money out, but there were certain conditions and criteria. And usually, it was the larger businesses and medium-sized businesses because it was a lot to do with jobs and employment. So they wanted to make people whole if. If their employees were out of, out of work, you know, make them make them whole. And the businesses as well. But what if you're a small business and you are the employee and your family's the employee? Well, they didn't get any money. A lot of those people got excluded from these programs. So we really catered the program to local small businesses. And I think we gave out 50 or so grants, maybe 55, of a million dollars. Everybody could apply. I think anybody that did apply got something, up to $20,000 each, and it's a forgivable grant. You have to demonstrate that you use the money, and uh, that went really well, very well executed by Jim Bolano and his team. And, again, it's, it's, it was a good idea. It was well thought out and planned, and now it's been very well executed. And, again, uh, we again taking the ARPA money and spreading it into different areas, I think, Dennis, that's your – that's your point, is that we we put it in a lot of different places. Thanks, Jim. We're running out of time now. There's so many good things to say about the town of Wyndham in, in 2023, 2024, and, and beyond. And, and uh, you know, we're, we're, we're out of time. We, we'll have to continue this discussion later on. But thank you so much for being our guest tonight on Wyndham Works. Uh, did I say Wyndham Works? Let's talk about it. We'll be back next week with another great guest. Thank you very Thanks much, Jim. Me. And thank you, folks, for listening in. And thank you, Matt Rupar and Susan Johnson.